Resistance, Chapter 49, The Final Chapter, April 25th, 1943, Warsaw. The truck drove us 15 minutes from where we had escaped the sewers to a farmhouse on a quiet hill where we were quickly ushered into an attic room. There were no windows up here, but even, but even then, the farmer, a shy-eyed man who couldn't have been any older than Dolok would have been, lit only a few candles and asked us to keep our voices low, a warning that was hardly necessary. Soon after, a Catholic priest and a pretty girl I assumed was the farmer's wife entered with trays of hot stew and fresh bread and real milk. The aroma of food nearly overwhelmed me as I realized for the first time how little I'd eaten all week, surviving on crusts of rusk bread, a bowl of cold soup, and more raw and herb than I thought I had. It wasn't just me. Most of us accepted the bread and milk, but looked at the stew as if it was too much to manage all at once. I noticed the children broke their slice of bread in half, stuffing the rest inside their coats. One day they would remember again what it was like to have enough food, but that would take time. We were also provided with new clothes, Polish-looking clothes, though I couldn't imagine where they'd come from. I was more than happy to get rid of the ones I'd worn for far too many days, stained by sweat and blood, torn and smelling of gunpowder, sewage, and death. We have a few blank identification papers, the farmer said, and we'll find safe houses for all of you until this terrible war comes to an end. There are many of us in Warsaw who want to help. If he'd already arranged for safe houses, then he'd done my job, which meant it was time to move on. When I walked past, past the priest, he noticed my necklace with the Catholic crucifix. Ah, he said, you are a... I'm a courier, I said, proud of the title, proud of who I was. He nodded respectfully. Then you have seen too much of this war. I have seen too much of a war that re reveals people for who they truly, truly are. Indeed it has. He stared at me, the corners of his eyes glistening in the candlelight. Some are revealed as cowards, others as villains or thieves. Now the corners of his mouth tilted up very slightly. But I hope you have also seen those who with uncommon courage, those who will look evil in the face and say, this is where, it's it, where it ends. In my mind, I saw Esther again. I knew such a girl, I mumbled. He reached out to pat me on the shoulder. I believe I am also looking at such a girl now. History will count on will count you as a hero. I stepped back, unwilling to accept that title. No, sir, I am not. Not when it compared with those who made sacrifices far greater than mine. Not when I was far too aware of my flaws, my mistakes, my failures. The world will take notice of what's happening in the ghetto, he said. Mark my words. It will be a turning point in this war. Maybe, but I couldn't think of it anything that big. I hoped he was right. When the priest clasped his hands in front of him, I happened to notice something curious on his forearm. I gestured at it, so he rolled up the sleeve of his robe enough to show me the prisoner number tattooed there. Auschwitz. Hitler wants no gods other than himself. It was a reminder that hatred runs deeper and wider than a single race or nationality. And if love was not stronger, hatred would run through the generations. I intended to be stronger. The priest offered me a nod of respect. Then I returned the gesture as he turned to help the others. It felt good to use proper manners again, like a civilized person. The farmer's wife pulled me aside and tended to my leg wound properly. Infection had begun to set in and the sewer waters had only made it worse. 
but she treated the injury with a generous dose of alcohol and then wrapped a new bandage beneath my pant leg. These were new pants, designed for a boy, perhaps, but the fit would work after I cinched the waist with a belt. If you are leaving us, then a dress will blend in better around Warsaw, she said, showing slight disapproval for my choice. I'll keep the pants, I said. I won't be in Warsaw for long. Where are you going? Yusuf looked at me for our answer. Behind him, I saw Reuben sitting with a few of the children, helping to clean their faces with a small towel and a bowl of water. He must have felt my eyes on him because he smiled over at me. We'll join the partisans, I told her. And besides me, Yitzhak nodded in agreement. The war isn't over, and the fight inside of me was as strong as ever. At sunset that evening, Reuben, Yitzhak, and I returned to the truck along with a few other refugees who had also chosen to come with us to the forest. Before climbing in, Yitzhak and I lingered behind an evergreen tree near the farmer's home. Farther down the street, a church was just releasing its parishioners from Easter services, a worship to mark their deliverance from death. How pretty the women's dresses were, how fine the men's suits. Their children had clean faces and full stomachs and probably hadn't spared a thought this week for lives that were still being lost within sight of this church. Their lives looked normal. I didn't even know what that word meant anymore. But at the end of the exiting group, one couple paused to look in the direction of the ghetto. The air was clear here, but it was impossible to avoid seeing the fires and hearing the occasional round of machine gun. The wife wiped tears from her eyes, and her husband shook his head and held her close. What now? she asked her husband. I was asking myself those same questions. Tomorrow we would mark the end of Passover. As Yitzkov and I were saved from the ghetto, we would find a way to save those who could still be saved. Reuben crept up behind us, whispering in my ear that it was time to go. He added, There's a large group of partisan fighters in the woods outside Warsaw. It's not only Jew- Jews, but anyone who's determined to play a war in indi- a role in ending this war. We'll keep fighting, Yitzkov said. We would fight there for the Drangers and Dolik and for all of Akiva. We would fight for the mother on the train and Wit, the kind man in the woods who sheltered Jews on his farm, and for Abraham, Sarah, and Henrik, and all who died in the action and loads. We would fight for Mordacia and Annelise Wits, and for the ZOB, and for all those who rose up in the Warsaw Ghetto to defy an entire army of evil. We would fight for my mother, who could no longer fight for herself, and for my father, who gave his last breath in devotion to my mother, and for my sister, who was taken too young, too innocent. And we would fight to honor Esther's life, Esther's courage. I may never again meet anyone as strong as she was. Historians might say that the Jews lost every uprising we attempted in this war, that every resistance move failed. I disagreed. We proved that there was value in faith, there was value in loyalty, and that a righteous resistance was victory in itself, no matter the outcome. We got our three lines of history.